Live play-by-play coverage of BYU Baseball is brought to you by doTERRA. doTERRA, proud sponsor of the BYU Baseball team. Now let's get you ready for Cougar Baseball. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon once again, Cougar baseball fans. And after a short break between games, welcome back inside Hawks Field at Haymarket Park in Lincoln, Nebraska for game two of a seven-inning, nine-inning twin bill. We are live on the BYU Cougars app, the BYU radio app, and BYUcougars.com slash live radio. No FM for game two today, but great to have you with us. In game one that wrapped up a short time ago, BYU came back from down 2 nothing to win it 3-2 to two and square this four-game series at a game apiece. All three runs scoring in a pivotal fifth inning for BYU. None of them earned, which will have to irk Nebraska head coach Will Bolt. His team committed three errors after a perfect fielding night last night, and those errors were decisive. I'm your play-by-play broadcaster, Greg Rubel. Great to have you staying with me for the second half of our doubleheader coverage. It's BYU's third doubleheader of the season, and the Cougs have two splits on the year with Marshall in Florida on the opening weekend and then at home versus Milwaukee in early March. Before starting lineups and first pitch in this second game of two, it's our leadoff interview with BYU interim head coach Trent Pratt, presented by doTERRA. doTERRA, pursue what's pure. And Coach Pratt talks about the plan to hand the ball to right-hander Bryce Robison to get game two underway. Yeah, Bryce's been great, and we don't, we don't expect anything different. We kind of talked, and to give him a start in that nine-inning game, hopefully he can go out and give us a quality start, and we should have that you know full bullpen, guys ready to go behind him. Win-loss records are sometimes a matter of you know circumstance, but yet he's 5-0 and for you. Yeah, he comes in in spots where we have a lead, and he keeps those leads for us. I mean, he's been a bulldog in the, in the role he's been in, and, man, we couldn't ask anything more of him. What stands out from him? I remember the game at Pacific last year, almost a complete game win for him that day. That's the kind of stuff he has sometimes. Yeah, Bryce is a competitor, and he has, he has three or four pitches that he can throw for a strike at any time. And so as a hitter, man, that makes it hard on hitters when, man, he has three or four pitches in the strike zone, and then he has the ability to, you know, throw those certain pitches, you know, tough pitches outside the strike zone when he needs to to get some swing and miss so I mean last week was man one of his best performances I've seen out of Bryce coming out of the bullpen for us and, and getting that win and even had a good start at Dixie for that matter yeah great start so hopefully man hopefully he just keeps that going for us today all right you'll see a left-hander on the hill for Nebraska you had you've had four left-handed bats in the lineup will you be making a couple changes based on lefty righty there yeah we think so we'll kind of see how the, the game one goes but we plan on depending on how certain guys play that We'll try to get some right-handed bats in there against that guy and see if we can figure him out. Is it pretty natural if there's two games that uh, your catchers will switch uh, one to the other? Yeah, we'll switch. We'll have Colin start game one, and we'll have Mason Strong back there for game two. Yeah, we don't want – it's a long day if you've caught both those games. Yeah, it is a long day. You've played enough doubleheaders and coached enough doubleheaders in your day. Is it kind of old hat at this point, or, or does it feel different when you know you've got two, 16, at least 16 innings to play? No, um, it's kind of all the same. You, just, you try to play that first one and then worry about the next one when it shows up. But we we got to play good in game one first. Coach, good luck in game two. We'll talk to you afterward. Thanks, Greg. All right, that is interim head coach Trent Pratt. Time now for this afternoon's game two starting lineups, courtesy of Big O Tires. Your local Big O Tires has financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. And a couple of changes for both teams. Let's start with the visitors. As we have now overcast skies on this cool, windy afternoon here in Lincoln for BYU. Leading off and playing second base, number five, Ozzie Pratt. Hitting second, playing shortstop, number two, Brock Watkins. Hitting third and playing center field, number six, Mitch McIntyre. 
hitting fourth and playing right field, number 27, Ryan Sapiti. Hitting fifth and playing third base, number 25, Austin Deming. The, fir- the first five in the order are the same as they were in game one. The first change comes in the sixth spot. Hayden Latham plays DH and hits sixth. Hitting seventh, the first baseman, Alex Sardina. A, a change in the starting lineup behind the plate for BYU is Mason Strong, who caught the last few innings of game one, starts game two at catcher. He wears jersey number 24, hits eighth. Hitting ninth, the left fielder, Dawson Hall, number 43. BYU starting pitcher, number 19, Bryce Robison. For Nebraska, leading off, playing center field, number 13, Cam Chick. Hitting second, the right fielder, number 18, Garrett Anglum. Hitting third, the third baseman, number four, Max Anderson. Hitting fourth, the DH, number 16, Griffin Everett. And the first four in the lineup are the same for Coach Will Bolt. Change comes at the five-hole. Number 10, the left fielder, Leighton Banjoff. Banjoff is new in left field. Hitting sixth, a new shortstop, number nine, Efri Cervantes. A new catcher, number five, Josh Karen hits seventh. Hitting eighth, down in the order. Second baseman Bryce Matthews hits sixth in the first two games. And out of the nine hole, the first baseman stays where he is. And on the field, number 11, Jack Style. Starting pitcher for the Cornhuskers is the southpaw, Emmett Olsen. Making his third start in his 14th appearance. He's 1-2 and two with a 2.76 ERA. Olsen, the lefty on the hill to get this one underway. Bryce Robison, by the way, 5-0. and oh on the year with a very tidy 2.48 ERA. Bryce makes his fourth start in his 13th appearance. So both starters in this game have been used more out of the pen than to start, but both get the starting nod in this game. Two of two. BYU won the seven-inning affair, three to two. This will be a full nine in what we'll call the nightcap. This will end in the evening hours here in Lincoln. And Ozzie Pratt's ready to get this one underway. The left-handed bat of Ozzie Pratt Lefty v. Lefty to start this one. And the first pitch piped in at 93 miles per hour is a strike one called by the home plate umpire for this game, Clint Wheeler. Tim Farwig was behind home in game one. He'll move to third base. Tim Winningham to second. Robert Wrights to first. And Wheeler behind the plate. The 1-1 count to Cervantes, the ground ball. And Cervantes new at shortstop. Fires cleanly to style at first. And the 6-3 ground out has one out for BYU here in the top of the first inning. So Ozzie Pratt retired on the 6-3. That's exactly how he began game one, a 6-3 ground out. So there's that. Brock Watkins hits now. And low for ball one to Watkins. Watkins went uh, 0 for 3 in game one. A ground out, a pop-up, and a ground out in the seven-inning game. That's inside for strike one. Brock saw his 13-game hit streak and 18-game reach base streak both end last night. And then he was kept off the base paths and hitless in a second consecutive game earlier this afternoon. Opposite field. Into foul territory, onto the berm, beyond the berm. In the right field corner, bouncing back into the bermed area. And the kids are happy for that. So one and two, the count to Brock Watkins. Watkins now 0 for 7 in the series with three strikeouts. Looking to get going. BYU's hits leader looking for his first hit. And takes the 1-2 high for ball two. Two balls, two strikes to Brock. 
blustery here in Lincoln. That's a swinging strike and two are down for BYU as Brock Watkins is retired on the frontwards K. So Brock went without striking out in the opener today. But that's now four strikeouts in the series for Brock. Mitch McIntyre struck out looking twice in the first game this afternoon. Also had a flyout, so his 12-game streak of reaching safely ended last night and continues into a second game today. So both Watkins and McIntyre looking to heat up on a chilly weekend here in Nebraska. Series even at 1, 1-0, and now 1-1. and The count is even as Brock takes high and away, but painting the corner and the home plate umpire nodding. Yep, that's exactly what happened. That was the message from Clint Wheeler to Mitch McIntyre. So one and one the count with two out, no one on. We're top of the first here at Haymarket Park. What a gorgeous venue. And taking strike two. So one and two to Mitch. And uh, kudos to all the fans who did show up today. It is not pleasant in terms of weather. It's The wind has been steady, and temperature hasn't left the 40s today. And Brock will see that one go into the dirt for ball two. Uh, Brother Mitch will see that go into the dirt for ball two. Two balls, two strikes to McIntyre, and two outs here in the top of the first of a scoreless game. Count goes full as that's outside to McIntyre. Excellent crowd support for this Nebraska program, averaging around 4,900 fans per game this season, top 10 nationally. Foul to the screen by McIntyre. Stays alive in the count and keeps the count at 3-2. and two. That was a 94-mile-per-hour fastball grooved in and fouled back by McIntyre. BYU starting center fielder, Mitch McIntyre. And an offensive leader in so many categories. Among them, on-base percentage, bases on balls, and stolen bases. And that's block for Mitch. Mitch is aboard for the first time today. So a walk, a two-out walk for Mitch McIntyre. Emmett Olson now has a runner on for the first time. Ryan Sapedi will now hit. In the first game, Ryan was 0 for 3. A ground out, a fly out, and a strikeout. So he was an equal opportunity out in game one. Here in this nine-inning game, two are just underway. Two out and one on. Mitch McIntyre on the base paths. And Mitch is a stolen base threat, as I noted a moment ago. BYU's stolen base leader. Six for six. In his bag swipes this year. Jack Style will hold him at first. Emmett Olson, the rangy southpaw, will kick and fire and get a swinging strike from Sapedi to start the count. Emmett Olson, 6 2, 6 4, make it 230. He's got that uh, Nate Daly build out there. Daly was good last night. And that's another swing and a miss from Sapedi on 94 miles per hour. The heater down the heart of the plate. No balls and two strikes, so Ryan's got some work to do. And Olsen's got Sapedi right where he wants him. Ahead in the count, no balls, two strikes. Looking for a chase pitch, and that almost hit Sapedi. That was too much of a waste pitch. It was inside and not away on Ryan, and he had to get out of the way of that one. That was 94 miles per hour that almost left a bruise. One ball, two strikes, one on, two out, top one here in Lincoln. Diving back is McIntyre, swiping down his steel, a style, but Mitch is back ahead. Noah Hill, the new first base coach, will come on out for a word with Mitch. 
Noah, BYU's assistant, student assistant coach, has left the dugout to go to first base. That'll be fouled out of play by Ryan Sapiti. Brent Herring, who was at first base, now is the third base coach. And who was the third base coach? It was Trent Pratt, now the interim head coach, working out of the dugout. That also means my former broadcast partner, Tuckett Slade, has gone to the dugout to assist. And so I'm flying solo here in Lincoln. And I'm sure that uh, Tuck would much rather be down there than up here with me as good as Tuck is at his radio gig. I know he loves being where he is right now. That's in the dugout and with the guys. Two balls, two strikes now inside to Sapiti. The two and two, two out, one on. McIntyre takes his lead. And that's a swing and a miss from Sapiti, and that'll be the third out of the first inning. So, a ground out, a strikeout, a base on balls, and another strikeout. No runs, no hits, no errors. One left on. We go bottom one, 0-0. Cougs and Cornhuskers on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Bottom of the first here in Lincoln, Nebraska with his first at-bat. We'll have Cam Chick leading things off. The center fielder, left-handed bat of Cam Chick. Facing the righty, Bryce Robinson. Bryce has pitched 29 complete innings this year. Accumulating that 2.48 ERA. A whip under one for Bryce. Roby's at 0.93 on the whip. First pitch for Roby. He's taken high and away for ball one from Cam Chick. Earlier today, out in Malibu, Pepperdine finished off San Francisco. More on what I mean by that in a second. That was 92 outside from Roby. That'll be opposite field out of play, one and one the count. Last night's game between San Francisco and Pepperdine was called due to darkness in Malibu. No lights at Pepperdine. They finished it off today, and Pepperdine wins it 4-3. to three. They picked it up in the 13th, and they win it in the 14th. Pepperdine goes to 7-6 and six in league. USF falls to 6-7, and seven, a take and strike two. Breaking ball in at 73 miles per hour. One ball, two strikes from Roby. Quickly working as Bryce. And the 1-2 misses outside for ball two. Two and two. So Pepperdine defeats San Francisco. It's crazy that there were three WCC games last night that didn't get finished. One due to darkness, one due to curfew, one due to snow. Tying away for ball three. The count is full to the first batter, Cam Chick. Snow in Spokane, darkness in Malibu, and curfew in San Diego. Foul back over the screen and over the roof, clanking off the roof. The San Diego LMU game will be picked up in the 14th. In fact, it's in the 14th right now in San Diego. That one was called due to curfew last night after 13. That's tied 8-8 right now. And then Gonzaga-Portland were snowed out or stopped due to snow, and that'll be a walk on a 3-2 count. So Chick was patient and stayed alive in the account, the account long enough to work it full and then take his base. And so the lead runner of the game is on for Nebraska. Garrett Anglum will now hit. Right-handed bat of Anglum. BYU, by the way, in that 6-6 six six log jam in the WCC. Pepperdine was also 6-6 six six along with USF. The Pepperdine win moves the Waves to 7-6 and, and drops USF to 6-7. BYU out of league play this weekend, obviously, playing Nebraska here. Nebraska out of the Big Ten. The preseason pick to win the Big Ten after winning the Big Ten last year, but they're currently 7th in the Big Ten. Kind of scuffling along right now. The count is empty. Runner on. Oh, new no. close. The swipe by Sardina on the pickoff move by Robison. And every time he throws to first, 
It's a could-be, might-be, because he leads the team in pickoffs with four, and the Cougs have ten on the season. The right-hander, Roby, working first base side of the rubber. Runner takes off, and that'll be a hit and run as that's opposite field, sliced into Sapiti at right field. He bobbled the pickup, and they're going to hold the runner. Diving for second and sliding in with a double is Anglum. Chick will hold at third. Sapiti had that ball ricochet off his lower leg in an attempt to retrieve it. The runner took off Chick, and the hit and run was on, and Anglum did his part going opposite field for a double to right. And there'll be second and third, no one out. So Bryce Robinson is in trouble early in this one. No one out, and two runners in scoring position as Anglum doubles to right field, moving Chick from first to third. Batting is Max Anderson. Anderson reaches out and fouls it out of play, Oppo. With runners in scoring position, Max Anderson, a robust 297. That's up from a 254 average on the year. Coming into today's play, Nebraska was hitting 257 with runners in scoring position. There haven't been too many runners in scoring position for either team this weekend. That'll be a breaking ball missing inside for ball one. One and one the count to Max Anderson. Bryce Robison has begun this game by walking the first batter and giving up a double to the second. And he wasn't aided by the misplay in right field. Not so much that it was an error, but it just wasn't thrown in promptly. He might have had a chance to get Anglum at second with a clean pickup. Second and third, no one out. First inning. Popped up. Mason Strong's going to follow it to the screen. Does he have a play? He does. Makes the catch. That's a great out. Second and third, no one out, and a pop-up to the catcher. So Max Anderson is retired on the pop-up to freshman catcher Mason Strong. Strong replaced Colin Ruder behind the plate late in game one and stays in to start game two. So Griffin Everett, the DH, will now dig in. Runners on second and third. Anglum at second, Chick at third. The game began with Chick reaching on a base on balls, and he's 90 feet away with the first run of the game. Should the Cornhuskers bring him home? Roby looking to work out of the jam. Kicks and fires. Sharp grounder under the glove of Deming at third base. One run will score, and runners will hold at the corners. It's a run scoring single for Griffin Everett just under Austin Deming's glove at third as he dove for that sharp grounder. And that'll be a single to left. And the first run of the game scores in the first inning. So in contrast to the first two games, runs come early in this one. So Everett at first. Anglum moves to third on the single by Everett. And scoring is Cam Chick on the single by Everett. So RBI single for Griffin Everett. Leighton Banjoff gets his first action. Open stance, right-handed hitter, a croucher to go along with the open stance. First and third, and only one out here in the top of the at the bottom of the first inning. Nebraska already up one nothing, one run on two hits. The Cornhuskers on Friday night, three hits, and then earlier this afternoon held it just two hits. They've already got two here in the first inning. 
So after five hits in 16 innings, they have two hits here in the first inning. This nine-inning game, second of two, this Friday matinee here at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. The count's 2-0, by the way, on Leighton Banjoff. Very open stance near the outside edge of the batter's box. That back foot starts before it comes across. That ball got away from Strong, but enough to keep in front of him. But Roby struggling early to find the zone. He's 3-0 to Leighton Banjoff. First and third for Banjoff. Hitting 197 on the year. But a considerably more impressive 357 with runners in scoring position. Banjoff knows how to get it done. Three balls and a strike. That was a take and a called strike. The right-hander Roby on the hill. Runners on the corners. Nebraska already one run in. That's popped up. Sapiti in right field. Hauls it in inside the line. The tag. And it will not bring the runner from third. Good throw in from Sapiti. And staying where he was, was Garrett Anglum at third. So that's an important second out for BYU on the fly out to right by Banjoff. So Ryan Sapiti ran over to that right field line at about two feet inside of the chalk. He made the catch and a, throng, a strong throw in to keep Anglum at third. Nebraska 1, BYU 0. Efri Cervantes, the shortstop, will hit with two out and runners on the corners here in the bottom of the first. RBI single for Griffin Everett, bringing home Cam Chick with the game's first and so far only run. Cornhuskers 1, BYU 0, two out, two on. Bottom one. The wind has just been steady all day long and really ever since BYU arrived here, on Wednesday night. A strike on appeal. And no balls and a strike with two out to Efri Cervantes. Yeah, it was windy for practice Wednesday night. A windy game last night and a very, very blustery afternoon here at Haymarket Park. And that's outside. Evens the count at one and one. Efri Cervantes seeing his first action. Cervantes has reached base in six consecutive, although this is his first action of this series. Chopper to third. Deming handles, fires to first, and that'll get the Cougs out of the inning. With just one, oh, beg your pardon, just that second out. And a run did score on the ground out. No, they're going to call it foul. Beg your pardon. They're going to say that where Deming fielded it, it had already been foul. So it'll end up going as a strike. The throw was made to first, and then everyone had to go back to their original places. And that was confusing. That was with two outs, and yet they're bringing a runner across and sending it back to third. So they say the ball was fielded in foul territory. One ball, two strikes, two out, two on. Resetting for you for Cervantes. And that'll be a swing and a miss after all of that. So Roby gets out of the inning. A run scores, but only a single run for Nebraska. One run on two hits. There were no errors, and there were two left on. So we go to the top of the second. Nebraska 1, BYU 0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. 
Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Backtracking to the bottom of the first, they changed a double for Garrett Anglum to a single and a throwing error from Ryan Sapiti or a fielding error from Ryan Sapiti in right. We'll, we'll recap that situation after ball one's delivered to Austin Deming leading off the second. It was a sharp shot to right by Anglum, and it bounced off of Sapiti. didn't handle it cleanly. Anglum ended up at second. Originally, it was called a double. That hits Deming. Deming will take his bit. Thought it hit him. No. Caught the catcher's glove, but bounced away from Deming and the catcher. Deming got out of the way. I thought it clipped him on the thigh, but off the catcher's glove instead. 2-0. Now off the fist. In tight. Fouled back to the screen by Deming. Two balls and a strike. So Sapiti's been given an error. Changing the scoring in the first inning. Scores 1-0 here into the second. That's popped up. A mile high. Center fielder running in. Second baseman going back. Right fielder coming in. Right fielder calls for it. That was kind of troublesome. That's up in that stiff wind and three fielders had a shot at it ultimately the right fielder calls for it and makes the catch so one gone here in the top of the second Hayden Latham making his first start in 13 days his last start was the final game of the St. Mary's series in Moraga he DHs today he's had some knee trouble has kept him out of left field where Dawson Hall's taken his spot as a fielder empty count and one out and the foul to the screen for Latham BYU's down 1-0 after winning game 1-3-2. First inning here featured an RBI single from Griffin Everett, scoring Cam Chick, who led off the game with a walk. Yeah, so often, lead walks come around to score, and that was the case in the first inning. That's a ball from Emmett Olson, the southpaw, facing the right-handed bat of Hayden Latham and a, a mighty lash from Hayden, but misses it, and 1-2 and is the count. Greg Rubel with you here at Hawks Field at Haymarket Park in Lincoln, Nebraska. Game three of four. Final game is tomorrow at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And that's nubbed off the fists into the stands down the first baseline. A lot of red in the building, as you might expect. Smattering of BYU blue. The one-two. Low for ball two. Two balls, two strikes to Hayden Latham. Hayden hitting 226 on the year. 21 hits on the season. 17 RBI. Sharp shot, but foul. And on to the berm. Just shy of a couple of fans reclining. Relaxed and reclining on that berm. And they were brought to attention pretty quickly there. That line drive landed about a foot or two shy of them. If they were engaged in conversation, that was an icebreaker. And a swinging strikeout for Hayden Latham. Two are down for BYU in the second. So third strikeout for Emmett Olson. Two in the first and one here in the second. So of the five outs that Nebraska's gotten so far, three are swinging strikeouts by BYU batters. Alex Sardina, who was a late addition to the lineup in game one after a, a BP scratch of Jacob Wilk at first. Alex hits with two out, and the base is clear, and he takes strike one at 94 miles per hour from Emmett Olson. The lanky lefty working third base side of the rubber, kicks and fires and gets two called strikes, 0-2 to Sardi. Alex Sardina, third batter of the second inning. Sardi singled, 
in his first at-bat of game one. Fielder's choice and scored in his second at-bat, popped up in his third and in his first at-bat of game two. He pops up to the second baseman, and that'll be three up, three down for BYU. No runs, no hits, no errors, no one left on. We go bottom two, Nebraska one, BYU zero on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Josh Karen, the catcher, fouls back over the roof. The first pitch he sees from Bryce Robison to open the Nebraska second. Nebraska one, BYU zero. The 0-1 becomes 1-1 one one as Roby delivers outside. Cougars won the first game 3-2 in seven innings. That means career win number one for interim head coach Trent Pratt. Congrats to Coach Pratt. Gets an official win on his personal tally. The Tooele High School product and collegiate at Arizona State and Auburn. He's now the BYU skipper, and that's going to be lashed into the left field corner. Extra bases for Josh Karen as Dawson Hall will take it off the wall, and that'll be a leadoff double for Josh Karen. So the Cornhuskers led off the game with a leadoff walk. That player came around to score and had a leadoff the second with a double to the left field corner by Karen. And it's no one out and a runner in scoring position for Bryce Matthews. So already the third hit for Nebraska. They had two hits in the entire first game. Seven inning game, but only two hits. Five hits for the series coming into this game, and they already have three hits in this game. A square and a drop down bunt by Matthews. Deming will handle and fire to first, but the sacrifice will move. Karen from second to third, and now it's a runner on third and less than two outs. A runner on third and one out with Matthews. A 5-3 sacrifice bunt, moving Karen to 90 feet away. So the sack bunt advances Karen a base. That leadoff double has turned into a man on third and one out for Jack Style out of the nine hole. The first baseman, Style. Takes outside edge, and Bryce thought he had caught it, but no, and he shakes his head in disgust to Desrobi. Thought he'd had a paint job on the corner there, but didn't get the call from home plate umpire Clint Wheeler. The 1-0. And Roby delivers more outside, farther outside for ball two. Already four base runners for Nebraska. When base runners have been hard to come by through games one and two. One-nothing Huskers, one run on three hits. And that'll be a single up the middle. Past the glove of Ozzie Pratt. Another run will score. It's 2-0 Nebraska. It's an RBI single up the middle for Jack Style. So Nebraska leads it 2-0. One in the first and one so far in the second. And still just one out. Top of the order with Cam Chick coming up. So Karen will score from third. On the single by style. And the Huskers open this game in style, leading 2-0. And that's good contact. But right at Ryan Sapiti, the throw back to first, the double him off, just miss him. Just missed the double off. Is getting back with style. That was a sharp shot, a liner, but Sapiti makes the catch at chest level, and Chick is retired. On the fly out to right, two gone now here in the bottom of the second. Garrett Anglum will now hit a single and an error on Sapedia, letting him to get to second. He was then stranded at third in the first. One in the first, one in the second for the Huskers, leading BYU 2-0. 
The check back. Oh, nearly a pickoff from Roby again, but diving back and just ahead of the throw was Style. An RBI single for Style. An RBI single for Everett. The two runs for Nebraska so far. Everett in the first and Style in the second. 2-0 Huskers. BYU trailed 2-0 in the first game today. Came back to win it 3-2. Runner dancing off first as ball one is delivered to Garrett Anglum, the right fielder. Anglum hitting 278 on the year. 333 when teammates are aboard. Skipping off first is Style. Swipes his right hand into the red dirt. Forcing Roby to pay attention. The kick and fire from Bryce. Breaking ball gets away from Mason Strong. And advancing to second with no trouble there is Style. So runner in scoring position again for Nebraska here in the bottom of the second. Two outs, 2-0 two the count. And the runner on second now is Jack Style. Garrett Anglum hoping to bring him in. Two balls, no strikes. Bryce Robison has delivered 31 pitches so far. It'll be sliced out of play. To the top of the second deck here at Haymarket Park. Bouncing off the concrete and down into the seats. Two balls and a strike on that foul ball. It was called a wild pitch a moment ago by Robison, allowing Style to get from first to second. So Bryce is having to work early in this one. Grounder to Watkins, handles chest high at short, fires to first, and that'll be it for Nebraska, but they score a run. One run on two hits. There were no errors, and a runner was left on. We go to the top of the third, Nebraska 2, BYU 0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, Cougars have three hits in the series. Nebraska's got four hits in this game. First two innings of this game. Yeah, BYU one run last night. Or one hit last night. Two hits this afternoon in the first game. And no hits yet here in game three. Game two of the twin bill. And two quick strikes on Mason Strong. Catcher got his last start. Week and a half ago at Dixie. Starts game two as was the plan. Shadows and Sunshine re-entered the field of play. Slow grounder to second, handled by Matthews. Bobbled it, and goal that allows him to reach. So they may call that E4 because it wasn't a clean pickup by Bryce Matthews, and beating the throw was Mason Strong. So Strong's on first with no one out here in the top of the third. Now batting the left fielder, number 43, so Dawson, Dawson Hall. Hall will now hit out of the nine hole with a runner on. Cougs get the lead runner on here in the third. Mason Strong legged it out. And it wasn't a clean pickup on the slow grounder to second. The bobble by Matthews and strong reaches. BYU down by a score of 2-0. Top of the third here at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. And it is indeed an E4 allowing Mason Strong to reach. It was three errors in the first game. Decisive in BYU's 3-2 win. Taken strike one by Dawson Hall. One and one the count to Doss. Starting left fielder for BYU. Strong on first, reaching on the E4. Get the lead runner on, down by two. Still early in this one, top of the third. And that's called strike as Dawson took the bat off the shoulder. Didn't swing with it, but as he watched it just drop in off speed at 79 miles per hour, he knew he'd been had, and that's strike two. One and two the count to Dawson Hall. 
outside and nice snag by the catcher Karen to keep that from bounding away and it would have had strong at second base easily with no out so two balls two strikes no one out runner on first is Mason Strong BYU's down two zip Dawson Hall RBI single in game one and he lashes that great contact to the gap in right and it is a two run home run for Dawson Hall the wind carrying it out to right, and it goes over the wall, but that was solid contact from the crack of the bat, and the Kooks tie the game on one swing. Dawson Hall, a big part of the game one win, and makes an early statement in game two. His second two-run home run on his many weekends. Dawson Hall goes deep, and the Kooks tie the game at two. Out of the nine hole, Dawson Hall to right center. And it's tied at two. And Ossie Pratt's nearly hit with the first pitch from Emmett Olsen. But the base is empty and no one out. Dawson Hall coming into the day was one for his last 13. Update him in a second as Ossie takes for strike one, one and one. Dawson was one for his last 13. He went one for two, so two of 15. He's now three for his last 16. And as Ossie swings and misses for strike two, so Dawson Hall, three for his last 16. But of the three hits, two are two-run home runs, and the other was an RBI single to help win game one here today. Dawson has a sense of the moment. The pop-up by Pratt and will be just over the screen. It'll stay one ball and two strikes. Isn't that something? On the three hits for Dawson Hall in his last 16 at-bats, it's five RBI, including two two-run home runs. Dawson Hall ties the game with one swing of the bat here in the top of the third. Scoring Mason Strong from first, who reached on the E4. So Nebraska sees a two-run lead go away. We're tied up at two, top of the third. BYU came back from down 2-0 to win the first game, 3-2. Good eye by Ozzie. Evens the count at two balls and two strikes. That heater outside, evening the count. That's a swing, but a foul tip not caught. Stays even at two and two. Dawson Hall brought home BYU's first run of the game in game one in the fifth inning with a single to left. That's a backwards K. It's a punch out. Taking the strike and being asked to walk back to the dugout is Ozzie Pratt. Backwards K for Ozzie. Top of the order for BYU down. First out of the third inning. So Brock Watkins now hits. Yeah, back to Dawson. He brought home Austin Deming, who reached on a base on balls in the fifth. That began the fifth inning that got out of hand for Nebraska as three unearned runs scored. An error-filled inning that's popped up out or fouled out of play by Brock. So Dawson got things going, and he gets things going in this one. In both games... The catalyst has been the freshman left fielder out of the nine hole, Dawson Hall. One gone, no one on inside near the belt buckle on Brock Watkins, hitting second in the order and hitting fourth in this inning. Mason Strong and Dawson Hall scoring runs one and two for BYU, tying the game here in the third. 1-1 the count. Opposite field, good carry into the corner, but drifting foul and onto the canopy roof. There's a children's playground area covered by a green canopy in the right field corner in foul territory and the ball landed on that canopied roof 
Steady wind out to right. Dawson's Hall, uh, Dawson Hall's home run was to right center. And that one had a lot of carry to the right field corner, but foul by Watkins. One and two goes to two and two inside to Brock. Emmett Olsen's just thrown his 55th pitch. We're in the third inning. 2-2, fouled out of play down the first baseline. Brock Watkins struck out in the first. Struck out three times last night, so four Ks in the series for Brock. Still looking for his first hit in the series. Will it be here? Nope, grounder to short. High throw, but keeping a toe down his style, and Watkins is out on the ground out, 6-3. So the Cougs plated two with no one out. Then back-to-back outs, Pratt and Watkins. Now Mitch McIntyre hits. And Mitch looking for his first hit of the series. He walked in his first at-bat and was stranded. That was a two-out walk for Mitch. Hits now with two out and takes strike one. Left-handed bat of Mitch McIntyre. So hitting lefty are Pratt and McIntyre and Hall. Just one left-handed bat left the lineup from first game to second game. Slow roller and foul down the first baseline. So Elson gets ahead of Mitch McIntyre. No balls and two strikes. The only left-handed bat to leave was Josh Cowden. He was the DH last game, and he was replaced by Hayden Latham at DH. So still three lefty bats facing the lefty pitcher Olsen. Kick and fire, and that's check swing, and nope. Or is that a no pitch? Count stays 0-2. The wind up and high for ball one. And one ball, two strikes to count. Two out, no one on. BYU's tied the game here in the third. That'll be in the dirt to the catcher, Karen. Count even at two and two. Sunshine now covers the diamond after a cloudy start to this game. It's still cold. Let the sunshine fool you. It's still pretty bitter out there. Bitter for April. It's, It's not snow weather, but it's not really warm. It's 50 degrees with the wind making it feel like 45 right now. That's a take outside and on a 3-2 count that's a walk for Mitch McIntyre. So Mitch has walked in his first two plate appearances. So both times it's two out walks for Mitch. And Olsen's now thrown 57 now pitches. Sapiti batting with two out one on. 64 the pitch count. Beg your pardon. Updating after the McIntyre at bat. 64 pitches for Olsen. Sapiti swings through strike one. BYU's RBI leader, Ryan Sapiti hitting. A 2-2 ball game. The Cougs have their two runs on one hit. Nebraska's got its two runs on four hits. Both teams have a fielding error. A wind-up and delivery. Foul to the screen by Sapiti. So Olsen gets ahead 0-2. Mitch McIntyre taking his lead off first. Again, Mitch on stolen base tries this year. Six for six. Sapiti struck out swinging in the first. First inning, that is. First game, he had a strikeout, a flyout, and a groundout. And that's a swinging strike. 
And a third strike not caught. The tag applied, and that'll do it. So Sapiti will take his walk back to the dugout and get ready to take his place in right field. We go to the bottom of the third for BYU. Top three, no runs. Beg your pardon, two runs on one hit. There was an error. There was a runner left on. We go bottom three, 2-2. BYU-Nebraska on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Max Anderson leads off the Nebraska third and has a 2-0 count on him. And now it's 2-1 count on him as Bryce Robinson gets Anderson to swing through the third pitch of the at-bat. Two balls and a strike to Max Anderson, the third baseman, popped up to the catcher in the first. And here in the third, that's going to be in the gap in left center, diving for it, not making the catch as Mitch McIntyre got leathered to it, but it hit the grass just before it hit his glove. A nice attempt made by Mitch. But that was to the power alley and left and gets down, and it's another lead runner on for Nebraska in a 2-2 ball game. First batter of the game reached on a walk and scored. First batter of the second inning reached on a double and scored. And now the first batter in the third inning reaches on a double with no one out. So Mitch McIntyre made a diving attempt on that dipping ball in the right center gap and couldn't come up with it. So double for Anderson. And after only five hits through two games, Nebraska has five hits in the first two innings and change here in game three. BYU has only four hits for the series. One hit last night, two in the first game today, and one hit in this third game. So four hits for BYU in the series and five hits for Nebraska in this game. As arms get up in the BYU bullpen, Bryce Robison has been dealing with base runners every inning. Into the third, and he's up at around 40 pitches. This is pitch 39. Called strike on Griffin Everett. One ball, one strike to the Nebraska DH. Singled home. The first run of the game for Nebraska in the first. One ball, one strike to Everett. The home run, RBI, and total bases leader for the Cornhuskers. Hits in eight of his last ten games now. He'll take outside, and missing the edge was Roby for ball two. Bryce Robison started the season with that powder blue glove that you would see him wear. He's moved to a black glove since. Has a nice gray glove that he favors, but that's illegal. You can't wear a white or gray shaded gloves if you're a pitcher. The 2-1. Good contact. Lifted in the air to center field. McIntyre back and just shy of the track. Will make the catch. Runner will tag. Mitch will gun it to third. It'll be cut off by Watkins, and that'll be moving to third on the play, Anderson. So the fly out to center by Everett, and it'll advance the runner, Anderson, from second to third. Now it's a runner on third with less than two outs. So advancing on the fly out is Anderson. And now it's third base and no one out, or third base and one out for Leighton Banjoff. Banjoff flied out to right field in his first at-bat. First at-bat of the series for Banjoff. 2-2 ball game, bottom three. Roby doesn't get the call on that one. 
That's pitch number 42 for Bryce Robison. Bryce's long outing, five innings, high pitch count on the year 71. The 1-0. The wind up and called strike. Off speed. From Roby goes change up at 81. One and one the count. One out, one on. Tie game. Outside and low, corralled by Strong. Two balls and a strike. Nebraska scored in the first and the second, taking a 2-0 lead. Two-run home run, Dawson Hall in the third to square the game at two. The 2-1 delivery from Roby. Sharp grounder to Watkins. It'll score a run. The fire to first. Two are gone. But that's a run-scoring RBI ground out as coming across to score is Max Anderson. And Leighton Banjoff has the 6-3 RBI. 3-2, Nebraska retakes the lead. Base is now clear with two gone. And so three straight innings, the lead batter gets aboard, and three straight innings, that lead batter scores. In the air to right, Sapiti should have the third out in his glove, and he does. But Nebraska, in the bottom of the third, scores a run on a hit. There were no errors and no runners left on. We go to the top of the fourth. Nebraska 3, BYU 2 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.